Who's wrong and who's wronger? In this corner, followed by Millions James, the exploding unicorn, Breakwell. And in that corner, ignored by Millions, Steve Dash, Rinko Lieber. Welcome back to Wrong and Wronger, and we are so delighted that you put time into your life, built into your schedule to listen to us, because James and I are having some trouble finding time in our schedules to come to you. James, we're busy guys, man. We are. That was actually going to be my compliment to you for the week. I am shocked that you can still find people to pay you to come and talk to them. I don't know how word hasn't gotten around that they should stop, but you were always fully booked all the time. And somehow, despite the 95 projects I'm always working on, you're the busier of the two of us, which makes no sense to me whatsoever. So congrats on defying all logic in the employment world. Well, I'll tell you why. It's because I'm not a vampire. I do things when normal people are awake. You wait until the world goes to sleep to get your 95 things done. But uh, in case you don't know who we are, I am Steve 747 Boeing Jumbo Jet Olivas, and he is James Paper Airplane Breakwell. And we do this little thing called Wrong and Wronger every week where we argue, we debate in a very comedic fashion. At least we crack ourselves up. Something that affects everybody but nobody really talks about. And James, we got one that you texted me. This one could come to blows this week. What are we doing this This, week? This one is going to get passionate. It's where do you put the ketchup when you're eating fresh? fries. Do you squirt it off to the side or do you squirt it all over or pour it all over the fries themselves? <laughs> off to the side or on top? And this, this is the stuff that divides Office. nations and breaks up families right here. A brother against brother. Absolutely. There's going to be a Mason-Dixon line and we're going to be standing <laughs> on opposite sides. And I, ironically, the Mason-Dixon line will be determined by the Guam quarter of fate. You do the math on that, your head will explode. <laughs> anyway, Before we do that, there's usually a couple of steps that we go through, and uh, I've got some talking points here, James. One of them (laughs) involves you and the fact that you almost died this week. I can only imagine, if your wife is anything like my wife, this might be portending a bit what your column is going to be for your newsletter this week. (laughs) We are recording this one a little early, but you tweeted and Facebooked, I don't even know if they were on Twitter, I just saw them on your Facebook, some pictures of what your wife discovered when she came home from what was probably a nice relaxing trip away from you and the girls, and how did you manage to somehow stress her out beyond the normal level that you two must live with day to day? Well, I'm going to go into the this more in another video, which is exactly what I was going to record before you so rudely interrupted me with your busy schedule. (laughs) But yeah, uh, my wife, so she was actually out picking up the two older girls. They were hanging out with an aunt and she got home and I thought I had everything under control. Earlier, the pig had knocked over a milk cup and climbed up on the table and was getting a drink. And uh, I got that under control, got the two little kids laid down to bed and I thought, fine, no problems. Later, I heard them running around upstairs. Also not a big deal, they never go to bed. Okay, but I should have been suspicious when they didn't come downstairs and like ask to leave their room. They were just running around happy upstairs. So uh, my wife then goes upstairs when she gets home. I don't accompany her because I have nothing to fear. I'm in the clear. And she gave me one of those, you need to come up here. 
And based on the tone of it, I knew my life was in danger. But I took my phone because obviously I knew that danger breeds the best content. So I was like, oh, gotta, we're going to see how this goes. And uh, yeah, she, the, the two little ones, my four-year-old and two-year-old, had taken their chalk markers. It's like chalk dust that you're supposed to add water so you can draw on sidewalk. They had taken them and just opened oh. them and dumped the chalk dust everywhere. And then they'd opened bubble guns, which each had a, a pack of bubbles with them, and dumped all that soapy water on top of it to make like a paste so it stuck to everything they got it all over an end table all over the carpet oh, all over themselves um it's still on the carpet like on the to-do list today is try to rescue it like we i don't know if we we're i think we we're gonna try to let it dry and clean it off then because wet with the soapy stuff in there it will not come off uh and as oh. everything was so tense um and everybody was in danger I started taking pictures. Like, you have no idea what I yeah, risked sure. to get those pictures out there. That <laughs> almost ended my marriage. But I stood in the pocket and I took those pictures. And then, and only then, did I start resolving the crisis. So, you are welcome. And uh, check out that video on my own YouTube page where I'm going to go into excruciating detail about how that went down. <laughs> <laughs> and it'll be up by the time this airs. Yes. So if you haven't seen it, I'm telling you, you got to see it. And if you don't visit Breakwell on Facebook, did you put it on Twitter also? Yeah, James? I put that one everywhere. So an incident that bad had to go up everywhere. So that one was on Instagram, <laughs> Facebook, and Twitter. I had to share the misery. And uh, the pictures of your girls and the look on their face, generally happy-go-lucky children, tells me that Mama was a little irked yeah. when she discovered what had happened. And just happened. to be clear, the kids were not sorry at all. They were sorry they got caught. They had no remorse. I, yeah, I, don't, yeah. I, don't, oh, yeah. I don't think I ever got through to them what they did wrong. The two-year-old especially, she had no idea. She could, <laughs> she, she could not even fathom why dumping chalk dust all over the room and dumping soapy bubbles on top of it you know, would, would not be interpreted favorably by adults. So she, she lives in her well, own world. Frankly, they might have been trying to clean it up with the soapy bubbles. <laughs> See, that makes sense to me. Yeah, I don't think they realized that, that, that bubbles come from soap. I don't think they even made that connection. I think they thought they'd put one mess on top of another mess. Maybe they thought that it would cancel out. <laughs> Maybe they thought it would make a double mess. I don't know, but it was um, it was a rough night. There was a lot of drinking after that. <laughs> that was just you and Waffle bellied up to the bar. <laughs> All right, well, that was thing one, and I apologize for stepping on what you're about to put out content-wise, but I couldn't let that go without at least saying, these are different rites of passage that people with no <laughs> children probably hear stories and they think, nah, how can that be as universal of an issue? But screwing up carpeting, cutting their own hair, have your kids cut their own hair yet? Yes, we've had that happen twice now. Did mom cry both times? No, the first time was close. I think by the second time, she just shrugged it off. Like, well, your hair's already ruined. It was, I think it was the four-year-old once <laughs> and the two-year-old once, and there was a lot of hair. Yeah, yeah. Mama cried for both kids. They, uh, <laughs> took the round tip scissors and decided to give themselves a quaff. But uh, hey, yeah, these little rites of passage, these are the stories that you'll, t <coughs> that you'll tell forever. <coughs> forever. I could die. Very soon. Please. <laughs> be our best podcast ever. The one where Steve dies. <laughs> we'll get eight whole viewers on that one. Rifle through my wallet before you call 911. I do the same for you. <laughs> well, that was thing one of the two things I want to talk about. The other one harkens back to our debate last week because I love going through the comments. People really do take this.
this stuff seriously, James. Like, this burns in the pits of their soul when they hear us argue about this stuff. I don't know why people with no appreciable sense of humor listen to us in the first place, but who am I to judge? Anyone other than you, which I always judge. But I was surprised at how many people brush their teeth in the shower. I hadn't even thought of that one when you and I were arguing about it. I thought of it, but I knew three options would utterly confuse you. So I didn't I didn't want to throw you off more than you already were. Uh, I thought it would be a minority, though. It just seems like there's, there's too much risk of spitting toothpaste on yourself. And that's gross even if you do wash it off. Uh, and we, we don't really have a three-way system set up here. I don't even know how we would handle that. Like one person argues two right. things, bringing a third person. We don't know a third person, okay? We Our circle of friends is basically non-existent. You and I are just acquaintances. So I, mean, I don't know who we would no, even yeah, bring yeah, in. Yeah. So yeah, that was that was a non-starter. But yes, people apparently do really like to brush their teeth in the shower, which makes me wonder where do you keep the toothpaste? Do you like keep it next to the soap and the shampoo? Like, how, what's in your medicine chest? That I'm I have so many questions. A, a lot of psychotropic medication for anyone, <laughs> because someone brought up a good point, which was, what if you drop the toothbrush? Like, do you <laughs> use the toothbrush to scrub the mildew out of the shower too? Like that's 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 a level of gross that I don't even want to deal with. You know me. I'm guessing maybe they take it in and out with them every time, but that's a level of planning I just don't have at the in the morning at that time. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, but that that surprised me. That very few of these things surprised me, but that was when I thought all of the people were agreeing with each other that during is the only way to do it. And that's one of the things that you and I talk about when we pick topics, which is a lot of these topics, you can sort of gauge the rest of the world just by looking around, like mm-hmm. the topic today, catch up on or next to the French fry. You sort of look around in the mall, in the food court, see what people do. This is one of those things that, how many people do you shower with? Like, you just don't know what people do in that bathroom bathroom door shuts it's weird that is true and I maybe some things we're just better off not knowing I mean you you probably know what roughly one other person does maybe even not not that maybe maybe your wife locks you out of the bathroom which you know good on her if she does so it's possible you don't know what anybody else does it's just the grand mystery uh but some mysteries you know just aren't worth solving and I think this is definitely one of them well, I'm fairly certain that you kind of wish we had never met. So the less you know about me, the better off we are. Yeah, if I had that time machine, I know what one thing I'm undoing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can tell you one thing that you wish your girls wouldn't have done, and that doesn't take a long, that doesn't take too much of a flux capacitor. No. <laughs> All right, well, we always compliment each other, and uh, James, I don't know if you've already sort of blown the wad for this one, or if you've still got one locked and loaded, no. but you know how this is what propels me through the week, the only thing that keeps me riding on my perfumed cloud until the next time that we meet. Well, be prepared to be disappointed, because I already gave you exactly one compliment, and there will not be a second. There there will never be two things to compliment about you in a week, so go ahead and, and cue up the one for me. I know you have millions of nice things to choose from, so just choose the best one, or maybe the second best one feeling a little humble today. well as suit <laughs> well i don't want your head getting too big you got that small space that you're in <laughs> but when i saw the pictures on facebook and uh we did kind of lean into this a little last week but you didn't want to touch it because of the topic that we were going into which was your second book deal but that uh the title of the book that is yet to come out you've got the zombie apocalypse one only dead on the inside the next one is called what did just want to tell people what the title is going to be because i'm gonna say you rose to the occasion and absolutely hit the mark of that title the other night bare minimum parenting the ultimate guide to not quite ruining your child i mean it really it it sums up my entire life philosophy right there in the title 
bare minimum parenting. Girls are running around upstairs. Ah! What could possibly go wrong with that? Girls are giggling hysterically. Girls not coming downstairs. Mom's not home. Ah! What could possibly go wrong with that? Well, there is an answer to that question. <laughs> and the end of days occurred when Mama walked through the door and up the steps. So, good on you. You probably did this as a publicity stunt. This is how the people that are always complaining about politics will talk about it. Because you wanted people to know ahead of that book, you do exactly what you write. Yeah, that that book, I mean, everything. The zombie book, I guess it was true because it's in the nonfiction section, so you got to believe it. But this bare minimum parenting book, every word <laughs> of it is true. I mean, there's just no exaggeration. <laughs> I will I will describe to you how exactly to get kids like mine uh, so you can share in my nightmare. It's, it's very easy to do. I mean, I wouldn't do it if it wasn't easy. If there were any hard steps, if there was any work whatsoever, I would have bailed out a long time ago. But it turns out you can just squeak by doing not very much. Uh, and then use all your extra time to make uh, pointless podcasts. So here we are. Uh, it's all coming together now. Wow, you must make another podcast besides this one. Right. <laughs> Two pointless Actually, podcasts. Actually, you do, besides yeah. this one and the other one. <laughs> yes, exactly. I'm wearing our too. 10 Minutes to Save Your Marriage shirt today, just to let everyone know we have the other one out there. We do. And that one talks about relationship problems. But this one is a debate. Yes. And James, I got the Guam Quarter of Fate locked and loaded. What are we going to call the two sides? All right. Heads, ketchup to the side for me. Tails, ketchup on top for me. All right. And uh, do you have a pre-opinion about which of these is the correct answer? I do. But, you know, I think I'm flexible on this one. I think I can make a strong case either way because the important thing is no matter what the facts are, I'm always right. So that's that's all that really matters. <laughs> That's the disconnect between our listeners and our viewers and us. But all right, here we go. So heads is to the heads is on top. Yes. No heads. Heads is off to the side. Heads is off to the side. Tails is, is on top. Oh God, you confused me it's there. It's more complicated from here, folks. All right, heads is to the side. Here we go. Quarters up, down, and it is. It is heads. It is uh, to the side. <laughs> to the side. I'm on top. Yes. You're on the. Wait. Never mind. This is getting weird. Yeah. So you're a catch-up to the side. Yes, I'm catch-up to the side, which makes sense. And I think if, you, if you're if you not a small child is how pretty much everybody does it. If you slather the ketchup on top, you're going to get ketchup on your fingers. It's a very unequal distribution of ketchup. The, the, the fries on the top are going to get the most ketchup. The fries on the bottom aren't going to get as much ketchup. You're going to have ketchup rather than at the tip or the end. You're going to have ketchup in the middle on some fries. It's just going to be everywhere. It's going to be a big old mess. But if you put ketchup to the side, you can take each individual fry and apply exactly as much ketchup as you want to it. No more, no less. If you're not sharing, you can double dip. You can put that fry in there twice without ever getting any ketchup on your finger, delivering the perfect flavor experience to your taste buds. It gives you, the diner, total control. I mean, slathering it over the top, it's like a form of communism. You just kind of distribute everything willy-nilly and hope for the best, and everything falls apart, and you get down to those bottom fries, you're not going to have any ketchup on there. I mean, small children with no self-control, they might want to have you squirt ketchup everywhere. But for everybody else, everybody who's three or above, they want ketchup on the side so they can maximize their taste experience. And I don't know how you could argue otherwise. Well, I got three points, and one of which is to explain what communism is to you, because <laughs> communism means everything is exactly the same. And that is the level you can achieve when you put the catch up on the top. That, or wait, on the side, I mean. That's the level you achieve. Dad, gum, I stepped on my own argument. Breakwell, you got me all flustered with this ridiculous, uh, these points you're making. Here's the deal with catch up on top. 
I got three things. Okay. One, that uh, if you put ketchup on the side, you are in danger of that bleeding into everything else on your plate, or particularly if you get a basket, like at some of the fast food places, like A&W will do that to you, or a Captain D's will do that to you. You get a basket with all your stuff in it, and ketchup on the side means that the ketchup, the, the pool of ketchup has to be dammed off by usually the basket on one or two sides, and then the fries dam it off, and then whatever it is you're trying to eat ketchup free is damming it off and it gets ketchup on it like the ketchup is getting into things that don't require ketchup and that's bad in and of itself <laughs> number two that you control volume when you put the ketchup on the top because you get exactly as much ketchup as you think is going to be necessary for the meal and then you drizzle it over the top if you put ketchup on the side and break well you can't tell me this doesn't happen to you. You always end up adding more ketchup and more ketchup and more ketchup because you overdo it. And I know how gluttonous and overindulgent your <laughs> lifestyle tends to be, mostly with things on the food chain and the alcohol family. But ketchup is one of those things that you don't want to get too much of because it's real salty. It's got a lot of sugar in it. And why do you want to have just an open sluice coming in off of the Heinz Corporation into your basket or onto your plate? You want to drizzle just the right amount on the French fries. And then you are in control of dipping and evenly distributing. And then lastly, when the ketchup sits on top and you take a little while to enjoy your meal, that uh, just a little of that good vinegary kind of... Uh, just the flavor soaks in and it permeates the french fries and it just explodes in your mouth. It is a much more delightful and piquant flavor sensation. And when you're eating fast food, you got to do all you can to make it as enjoyable as possible. There is no argument that can possibly compete with that. I feel like you've never actually had ketchup. Like this is your you're you're, you're talking about ketchup in theory and not in practice. In practice with what? ketchup, I, I don't know what, why your ketchup is going everywhere. You just put it in a neat little pile, and if you're worried about it leaking out, I mean, you eat faster than that. I don't know who eats so slowly that the ketchup has time to degrade and spread out. You don't need to, you don't need to build dams. <laughs> you just need to eat at a regular human pace. I mean, maybe if you squirt the ketchup down and like go away for an hour, you're going to have a problem, but I don't think you will. And in a lot of places, they give you ketchup in a separate container. If you go out to a fast food restaurant, you get a little container, and you don't... You don't go, actually, have you ever seen anybody go out to a fast food restaurant with that carton of fries and pump ketchup directly into it? Not one human yes. being has ever done that. No, none of them. You go and you get that little white cup and you put ketchup in there and you dip it. Or you open your ketchup packet and you squirt it down beside the carton of fries and you pull out one fry at a time or two fries or three fries. But nobody in their right mind would look at a McDonald's container of fries and put the ketchup directly in there. It would make a mess and it would be inefficient. And I think we can safely say the way that the most people eat fries in America is in the form of fast food. And if none of those fast food diners, 0% of them are squirting it directly into the carton, if they are all, every single one of them, putting it off to the side, then I think we can say that's the correct way to do that. And this trend continues to fancy restaurants too, except instead of like a white, um, you know, a little white paper cup, it's like a metal cup. Like, so that's what we do at our local brewery here. Or they might, you know, maybe if you're in prison, you get a divided tray. If you're a little kid, you get a divided tray. I mean, there's a million <laughs> solutions to this to give you just that tiny bit of separation if you feel you absolutely need it. 
Uh, but I think it really just speaks for itself. If, 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 you know, if you're doing it at McDonald's and Burger King and Wendy's, the places that specialize in French fries, then who are you, Steve Olivas, to overdo that wisdom, to, to overrule them and say that, no, you should, you should put it directly in your fries. You know how gross that would be to go up to that ketchup pump and just stick your whole thing of fries under there and just squirt directly into it? That's not. They would. They would yeah, throw you fantastic. out of the restaurant, and they don't even have very high standards. Oh. That would be it. They would cut you off, and you would go into McDonald's withdraw and probably die. So, so let's <laughs> let's face facts here. The way that we as human beings eat French fries is to put the ketchup off to the side. No, I, I'm going to introduce you to the finer things in life <laughs> at some point. Breakwell, because uh, you and your, I, I don't know what kind of French bistro fast food places you tend to eat at, like the brewery you go to, do you raise your pinky when you take a <laughs> sip of your craft beer and pretend you like it even though it's awful? Like, people like ketchup, and yes, they put the fries right underneath the pump, what? but even if you're not at fast food. If you're not at fast food, what if you're at home enjoying a good steak and you put some ketchup on the plate to dump the steak into? If you dump the steak, it starts spreading out. When you push down on it, it's just physics. James, I know you English majors have trouble with scientific concepts, but as it spreads out, the footprint of the ketchup gets bigger and bigger on the plate. You're going to get ketchup on your Brussels sprouts or your French cut fr uh, uh, green beans, whatever you wealthy people eat what? with your steak. You're going to get a little on the bread that you've got on the plate. Now, putting it on top of the French fries keeps everything nice and neat and orderly. And we've got to live in an orderly world, James. There's too much chaos out there. I'm trying to bring a little bit of control into your abyss. So I guess I'm just so confused. Like when you, I, I thought for a long time, your thing about steak and ketchup was a joke. You've been posting pictures later that, lately. It makes me think it's not, that you really eat steak with ketchup. So when you yeah. eat your steak with ketchup, do you put that ketchup off to the side or do you take that yes. ketchup and apply it directly on top and just slather it over the top of the steak? No, James, that would be an insult because <laughs> a steak is not French fries. A steak is meant to be eaten like you're at a fine restaurant and therefore the ketchup goes off to the side. Just like you find French bistro McDonald's people your, do. Your but the rest of us, the working class. Give you away. I mean, if you, you for your steak put it off to the side, I bet if there were French yeah. fries in that picture, the French fries would also have it off to the side. I'm betting there James, is photographic the French evidence fries out there that Nobody. would prove you don't even do this yourself. I think we've I think we've unmasked you. Okay, all right. You've launched a filibuster now to make sure that we're going to run out of time. Here, that's good. That's good. What kind of an insult would it be to have French fries with steak? Uh, who would do that? Only an animal would do that. The French steak has got to be eaten with a nice vegetable <laughs> with some kind of carb, not French fries, probably like a nice French bread, and then ketchup. That's the way God intended for it to be. That's the way that people who enjoy the finer things in life experience this stuff. One of the only things I remember from French class where we, we didn't really understand French at all was un steak frites. <laughs> I'm sure I'm saying that wrong, but it was steak and fries. That's what the French eat. And they invented French really? fries as given by the name French in the title of French fries. These aren't freedom fries. These are French fries. Um, so, yeah, they, they do eat it. And I guarantee you they put ketchup to the side for the fries and they use no ketchup at all on the steak. I mean, this guy, if you eat ketchup with steak, you've really lost all credibility in the ketchup argument. I don't even know why we're still talking about it. We're actually at time anyway, so I'm gonna go ahead and roll. Yes. You know how to vote for me uh, to banish Steve uh, you know, from his <laughs> argument for good. So 
let's go ahead and roll. I'm gonna roll on a hard surface day to give us a clear roll. And I, it fell off. So this is for me. If you wanna vote for me, vote for 56, and that is fries off to the, or the ketchup 56. off to the side. If you think I won the argument with, with ketchup to the side. If for some confused reason you John think Holt. Steve won, the uh, it's 66. And 66. if you want to throw right, away your before. vote on a random, it is, oh gosh, I cannot, I cannot get do. anything to land on a flat surface. 44, how about that? Wow, Reggie Jackson, Hank Aaron, nice. So we, we got two double numbers this week. Athletes like double numbers. We did, and there was, they're on a flat surface this time, so it eliminated all interpretation. All numbers were on the table. So, um, yeah, this was perhaps the most decisive and lopsided debate we've ever had. I trust our super intelligent voters will do the right thing and vote for me. And uh, and that should be the end of it. And we'll get to see another hilarious slash demeaning slash traumatizing Steve penalty video to make the internet just a little bit worse. <laughs> well, the one thing that I've learned is Steve penalty videos, as fantastic as they are, <laughs> are seen by almost nobody. And so my shame will remain an individual experience. <laughs> All right, well, we got to get out of here, man. We are rolling deep. So until next week, and catch us. If you're not already subscribed, you got to subscribe somewhere to get the alerts and hit that little bell next to the subscription on YouTube so that whenever James puts one of these up, you get an alert that pops up on your phone that says, check out Wrong and Wronger again. YouTube, Podcast Addict, SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, and the brand new onboard Spotify. We're glad to have you listening on Spotify. But... Until next week, where we are going to determine why James lost this poll that he thought he should have won once again. This is Steve Olivas for James the Exploding Unicorn Breakwell saying thanks for watching and listening, everybody. And remember, two wrongs can make a right.